0: For an oddly spelled, strange little three-letter word, it certainly gets used a lot this time of year. And here it is. Boo! Yeah, that's all there is to it, and yet that's all it takes to communicate something negative. As a matter of fact, that short little three-letter word is used to communicate two very different kinds of negative communications. On the one hand, it's used as an attempt to startle or frighten somebody, and when it's used in that way, it is typically spoken abruptly and loudly. Boom! (laughs) On the other hand, the same word or the same three letters are sometimes used to communicate disdain for something at political debates, for example, or at professional sporting events especially according to my sports-loving Greek student at Chicago Bears games. But pranksters on Halloween and fans of football games are not the only ones who attempt to frighten or express disgust. As a matter of fact, the booing of those individuals is really quite insignificant compared to the attempts of the devil and the world to frighten the people of God and to express disdain for the things that we believe. The devil is constantly trying to frighten Christians, and the world is perpetually expressing its disapproval and dislike for our Christian beliefs. And these two things were evident in the life of Martin Luther, the celebrated, uh, celebrated reformer, who responded to such attacks with the word of God, such as that which is found in Psalm 46, and you're invited at this point to open the front part of your Lutheran service books. The pages are not actually numbered, but it's easy to find Psalm 46, which we'll be reading together. Psalm 46 in the very beginning portion of the hymnal. Psalm 46 together. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. This is the boo-countering psalm to which Martin Luther is said to have turned a number of times when the devil would try to frighten and the world would express its disdain for his biblical beliefs. One of the areas in which the devil tries to frighten the people of God is in the area of our salvation. And the way he does this was also illustrated in the early life of Luther. At the time of his youth in that part of the world, Northern Europe, the devil had succeeded largely in pulling a curtain over the gospel. Much of the religious establishment lost sight of the grace of God. The law of God is what was emphasized And people were left feeling as though God were merely a vengeful, angry deity. And the devil still strives to instill that incorrect perception. While trying to obscure the gospel, even in our own times, still in our own times, he likes to accuse us of our sins, holding them up before us, suggesting there's no possible way God could forgive us for the things that we've done hoping to make us also afraid of the Lord. And of course, he doesn't stop there. Satan also tries to frighten us through the use of his considerable power, firing up all sorts of opposition to the Christian way to make it look as though the world has the upper hand, and we Christians are just a bunch of pitiful, unhelped, hopeless individuals. Scripture itself does refer to the devil as the prince of this world, And he uses his might to try to frighten us away from doing such things as mission work. There's evidence that the devil tried repeatedly to scare Luther away from pursuing the efforts of the Reformation with threats of what might happen to him. And the devil says, boo, to us, too, hoping to scare us away from speaking about Jesus, holding up the various things that might physically be unpleasant for us to endure Adding insult to threatened injury then, Christians also receive the world's booing in connection with the other use of that word. The, other, the, the unbelieving world, rather, views the truths of scripture as being utter nonsense, whether we're talking about God's creation or Christ's crucifixion. When Jesus himself spoke to the crowds, we're told that some of the people booed in a manner of speaking. They said, he is a demon and is mad. Why do you listen to him? When the Apostle Paul spoke of Christ to the ruler Festus, the governor said, Paul, you're beside yourself. Much learning is driving you mad. And when Luther proclaimed the truths of Scripture, he was threatened and finally even excommunicated by the Church of Rome. The world boos the message of Christ, mocks it, scorns it, and tries to make those who adhere to its teachings feel ashamed. So, the world makes fun of our faith, while the devil does his best to frighten us. What's a Christian to do? Well, he or she can take a cue from Brother Martin, who again is reported to have turned repeatedly to Psalm 46, which can do great things for us when we are attacked in these ways. When the devil tries to frighten us away from God by portraying him merely as a cruel, vengeful judge, the psalm shatters such falsehood with these words, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And again, God will help her, that is, the church. Far from the image of God projected by the devil over and over again, he is our helper, our savior, our deliverer. Luther, of course, paraphrased this concept when he wrote, he's by our side upon the plain with his good gifts and spirit. When we see God in the face of Christ, we see him for what he truly is, merciful, holy, or as recorded in the book of Exodus, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Scripture invites us rather to see God as the one who has taken care of our problem of sin and secured for us eternal salvation, doing all that needed to be done. Scripture invites us to enjoy the peace which Jesus has secured, and with such words makes it possible to push back at the devil when he attempts to frighten us with regard to our standing with God. As for his attempts to frighten us with his might and with what might happen to us physically, that can also be repelled with Psalm 46. We will not fear, the psalmist teaches us to say, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He who is with us is the one who controls all of creation. Yes, the devil is the prince of this world, but Jesus is the king of creation. Yes, the devil is 666, but Jesus is seven. Consequently, while we recognize the devil's power, we don't need to be afraid of it. In Christ, we have the opportunity to dispel all fear and relax in the assurance that no matter what does happen to it, albeit disturbing and unpleasant, It is done under the control of the one who does love us dearly. As for the world's booing of our beliefs, well, Psalm 46 helps out there as well. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The day is rapidly approaching when our Lord will appear and every knee will bend. All those who boo now will bow on that day. They will acknowledge that the Lord whom we confess is Lord of all, and in that there's great motivation to endure. So what's the best thing to do when the devil and the world attack with their boo? Grab the book, the Bible. Take hold of the Bible, and especially sections such as Psalm 46. The word of God alone can frustrate the devil's attempts to frighten and shatters the world's attempt to shame, while helping all our days to brighten and giving glory to God's name. We sing this morning the first two stanzas of Luther's paraphrase of Psalm 46, hymn 656, stanzas 1 and 2.